previously on the Team Gomez podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Team Gomez podcast. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm Anthony. I'm Maria. And we're going to be talking about overcoming the obstacle of conversation, whether it's through marriage, through friendships. I have to give credit where credit's due. I googled some things and I found this great blog. It was written by this woman named Sheila. She pretty much posted um, 50 questions to you know help start conversation and relationships by all means we encourage you guys to ask these same questions to your spouse whoever you're dating maybe a friend okay so what's the next question my love what's oh oh no oh no 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 what's your most embarrassing memory from junior high oh okay so what grade exactly is junior high what grades is that because i had Oh, I had an elementary, you, I had a middle school, and then there was a high school. I would say, jun- wouldn't junior high be... I'm assuming like middle school. Middle oh, school yeah, yeah, like 6th, 7th like grade. Eight. Yeah, okay. Is that I'll junior take high? It. I take it, yeah. Okay. So my most embarrassing memory from junior high? Mine's was embarrassing. What happened? Okay, so I think I was in 7th seventh, seventh grade, and... Man, you see, this is what happened. Don't be making fun of people. <laughs> um, I don't believe in karma, but I felt like that embarrassed me. Shut me up real quick. <laughs> so this boy fell and um, he liked to rip. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he was getting out of his desk and he tripped mm. and we all started laughing. But I was so tickled. You know, when you laugh. There's like different types of laugh. You have the, (laughs) oh my God, you're so funny. And then you have the laugh where you turn purple. You Mm -hmm. can't breathe and you're crying. That I was laughing so hard that I passed gas. Oh no. (laughs) And it came and it it was like. Was it like real loud? No, no. But this is what happened. Hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting too excited. (laughs) So, (laughs) um. People started like they were stopping laughing, you know, like they stopped laughing. And uh-huh. it was like, I, Maria, is not that serious, uh-huh. but it was so serious to me. So I'm laughing. I'm like, <laughs> and it's silent. And I was like, <laughs> it was just like that. <laughs> and I got so embarrassed that I stopped laughing and oh. everybody else started laughing. Oh, I was like, no. stupid gas. Oh, why? No. Yeah, it was so. Uh, I was so embarrassed. And you know, when you get embarrassed, you get hot. Your ears get all hot. Oh, no. That was just one. One of the many. One of the many. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I have two. You have to share one. Okay. (laughs) Well, because one wasn't really that embarrassing. Okay. Then share the most embarrassing. The, the, The embarrassing was that moment in life, but it wasn't in school. It was in Taekwondo class. But it says junior. Well, I mean, you were in junior high, though, right? I were in junior okay. high. It just didn't happen inside the actual okay. school. Okay, okay. So you could, sh- you could share. Okay, in my Taekwondo class, for anybody who don't know, I used to take Taekwondo. <gasps> I got halfway through, and then I stopped because we couldn't afford the classes no more. I had so much fun, I even had a nickname. They called me Monkey because I was always flipping around. Um, Because I was always flipping around. I would do like cartwheel flips, front flips, back flips. I was real acrobatic and gymnastic in in, in those days. 
Um, so anyway, very agile. What happened was, I don't know what happened in regards to the laundry aspect of things, but um, I, whatever happened in washing of my gi, the uniform, yeah, um, it had a lot of lint on it. Okay. Even when I went to, back to class, and so in the beginning of every class we would do these exercises. Um, and there had to be like maybe three, six, nine, like twelve of us, like teenagers or preteens in, in the in the class, and we're all doing the exercises. But of course, every move I make, lint is falling every off on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just falling off my uniform. So, like everybody's all exercising and everything, and I'm trying not to. Like as soon as like as soon as we're doing stretches on the floor, like I got to try to you know stretch my leg oh, out. No. I'm trying to like gather up the lint around the oh. floor so like nobody can see <laughs> because everybody else floor is clean, but mine right, right. has got, full of these little balls of like lint. Snow, snow, like <laughs> and my sensei came up to me like that floor, like what happened? <laughs> you don't know how to wash clothes, like and it was just it put oh, me on no. blast. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah. I felt dirty. I felt nasty. Um, and of course, he didn't mean to embarrass me, yeah, but it was yeah, obvious. Yeah. All this stuff was coming off of my clothes. It was only I had a circle of snow on the floor from Lent. Aye. And it was, and 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 when you're in that kind of setting, you're you're no, you're sure. raised kind of like to respect the mat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so for all of this Lent to be falling on the mat was almost like disrespectful. Respectful. Yeah. So it's like, ah. Uh, Anywho, that was my embarrassing story of that time. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> next, next next question. What was your favorite toy as a kid that kids don't really play with now? If we have kids, should we try to find it for them? Mm. Mm-hmm. So what was your favorite toy as a kid that kids don't really play with now? I want to say one of the classic games. I'm not saying it was my favorite toy, but classic game was like Etch a Sketch. Oh, I was just gonna say that, but no, I like Simon. Remember, do, 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 do. yeah, I love red, blue, yellow, green. Yes, 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 that was one of my faves, and I had a keychain oh, really? that it was. Doo, doo, boo, 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 dee, dee. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I okay. So as a kid, the only thing I ever played with was Ninja Turtles. Oh. I was a Ninja Turtle fanatic. I had tons of Ninja Turtles. I used Turtle to like toys. Barbies. I mean, I feel like girls still play with Barbies. Yeah. Mm, I don't know if I have my girls or my kids playing Barbies. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure our kids will have toys. Yeah, and yeah. And then they'll have their favorite toys. They'll have their favorite toys, but I would introduce Simon to them. Agreed. It's oh, a good... Cause it, I feel like it helps build yeah, memory Yeah, yeah, memory. The other one... um, that's like, duh, 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 and it pops up. Oh, uh, Jack in the Box? Per- perfection. Per- <gasps> is it Perfection? That game. It's red oh. when, and it, it t- you have to time like 60 seconds and puts all the shapes. Oh, yeah. What's that game called? I think that is Perfection. Perfection. Perfect. You got to put, yeah, those holes. Like you the put- pieces, like it, like you have to put the same shapes. And but the right it holes. times you, and then if you run out of time, it pops up. Yep. You gotta get. You gotta finish them all and hit the buzzard. You know, comment if if it is perfection. Yeah, let us thumbs know. Thumbs up me. Say, Maria, congratulations! You have won the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? Yes. Number eight. 
Okay, so the next question is, who from your past, outside of your immediate family, do you wish that I had met, that I had had the chance to meet? Hmm. Someone from your past, outside of your family, that would have been nice if I met them. Hmm. Okay, so um, when I was in foster care, Mm -hmm. I think I was about 13. Mm Mm-hmm. There was this wonderful, wonderful, I'm not going to say old, I'm going to say mature, (laughs) beautiful woman. Her name was Norma, and she was 84, and she was, I reminded her of her actual birth grandma, like her birth granddaughter grandma, her birth granddaughter uh-huh. Like she would look at me, yeah, um, and she would say, "Man, you look so much like my granddaughter," and she just was so enamored. Is that the word? Enamored. En- enamored. Enamored. Um, you know, I'm still learning big words. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was so enamored that she was like, you know, um, for Christmas break, she asked my caseworker mm. if I can spend two weeks with her mm-hmm. in her senior home yeah. and she took me and got my hair done and I got my nails done like that was the first time I was like wow this lady doesn't really know me but she was just being so sweet Yeah, and um, that would have been someone I would have loved for you to meet because she mm. was Oh, she was sweet as pie. Like <laughs> um, this tiny Puerto Rican, dark-skinned woman. She was just, I. She was so chududing. Like, oh, I just wanted to put her in my pocket. She was just so sweet, yeah. and she would make flang all the time. You know, for yeah. New Year's, yeah. she was. She's just so cute and funny. <laughs> yeah, um, that's someone I would have loved for you to meet. Um. Uh, for me, it would have been my uh, high school best friend, Big Will. Like, you got introduced to him. You actually did yeah. meet him when he came to our wedding, He act- which was a surprise. He actually came from Texas. For our wedding, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just for our wedding. I thought it was. I thought that was awesome. Of course, like, I think they took advantage. Him and his wife took advantage and did some sightseeing and stuff uh-huh. around. And that was nice. Um, we actually have, like, an actual hangout, chill out, go somewhere, and spend some time and get to know one another, I think, like, you would be so entertained by all of his countryness. He's oh, so country. Oh, yay. He is so country. Um, <laughs> so I think, like, yeah, like, I think that would have been somebody Big from well. my past. Other than that, the main person that came to mind, I'm sorry, was an actual family member. It would have been my grandpa. I was just going to say, your wello would have yes, been. I would have loved for you to meet my wello. Um, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> What did you want to be when you were 10 years old? Ooh, I know. I wanted to be Lauren Hill. I um, wanted to be a singer. Like, I love the Fugees. If you don't know who that is, you better check it out. <laughs> if I rule the world. Sorry. <laughs> um, yes, at 10 years old, I would. So... I used to always have short hair, like super short, like boy hair. So um, I would wrap a shirt, Mm -hmm. like just put like, you know, uh, the head piece of the shirt or the sleeve. Yeah. I would put it on my head pretending I had long hair and I would always be singing in the mirror. Like I wanted, (laughs) I would be singing everywhere. Oh, yeah. 
I wanted to be Lauren Hill. I thought she was the bomb. <laughs> yeah, like her voice. Was she was. I mean, I was. I looked. Killing me I softly looked, was my jam. Yeah, like I, I mean, I was a big fan of the Fugees. I had the album and whatnot, and I was always listening to it. I was. I. I liked. I liked their. their Ooh, feel and Wyclef. I used and, to love Wyclef Jean. Um, it was just awesome. Uh, but Lauren always stuck out to me. Yeah, I and then love. I was just like, uh, not because she was female, because I felt like as an MC, as a songwriter, she has like she, the most yes. skill. Yes, like skill wise, like mm-hmm. like Wyclef had the mo- the most charisma, mm-hmm. but, but she, Lauren had yeah, the she was skill, poetic. Yes, mm-hmm. loved it. Um, what's the next one? What were some of your favorite games to play when you were a kid? Ooh, I used to love to play like it. It? Freeze tag. We used tag. to play it and freeze tag when it was dark outside. Yes. Yes. Yes, when it was dark I outside. Man, that was so and scary. All you had was the street lights. Yes. yes. I used to like um there was also this game called um Mother Go to the Market. <gasps> so um what we would do like our mom mm-hmm. would we would all be sitting together and she's like, I'm going to the market, I'll be back. And then when she would leave, we would escape the house. Uh-huh. And then she would have, to, like, when she saw us escaping, she would have to try to get us. So it was kind of like she was it, mother yeah. was it. Yeah. Um. So then she would try to chase us and yeah. try to get us back into the house. So I really did love that game. Oh, I liked um, Red Light, Green Light. <gasps> I love Red Light, Green Light. You know, it's so <laughs> funny when I had... Um, when I used to watch Jael and mm-hmm. Anne-Marie, yeah. um, they used to love playing Red Light, Green Light. Because <laughs> then I would like try to get them. Oh, I like And, uh, and Simon says, of course, the, the Simon actual says. Simon says, Simon says, touch your toes. Simon yeah, says, touch your nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simon said like, it was good. Like, turn around three times. Oh, I didn't say Simon says. Like, always yeah. got me. Oh, and I used to love Dodgeball. Oh, you oh, told me yes. yes. Dodgeball was great. I, I mean, do dodgeball. It was too physical. Some people were, they would get too a little <laughs> yeah. intense with it, but dodgeball was really fun to play. We're going to do one more question. And Lord willing, the, for the other questions, we'll save for a different episode. But um, for right now, this is going to be the last question for this show. And it is, what's the question? When did you first get that def- definite feeling God is here? He is real. Where were you? What were you doing? Mm. Well, that's a lot of questions. No, yeah. I, I know. It's just it's asking for detail. Like, just yeah. don't give a straight answer, but give detail. So when did you first get the definite feeling that God is here and he is real? Like, where were you and what were you doing when you realized, when you got that first definite feeling? My first time I felt the definite presence of God oh man I honestly don't remember the very first no okay I don't remember the very very first time I can tell you about the times when I would the very first times plural when I would would be when I'm going to sleep as a kid Mm. um as a little one five six seven years old um my parents were kind of you know they grew up catholic and so and whenever i would have a bad dream 
they taught me this prayer. It says, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. And so, like, they said, just pray this prayer. Uh, If you wake up from a bad dream and you won't have bad dreams. Or if you don't want to have a bad dream, say it before you go to sleep. Okay. Um, And so, of course, I didn't like scary movies. So I didn't like bad dreams at all. Um, But they would always come. So sometimes I would wake up from a bad dream and I would say this prayer. Or I would just say it mostly right before I went to bed. But I always cried. Mm -hmm. Like, and not out of fear, but because even at that age... I felt my heart yearning to be with God. Mm. The part that I would always cry on is if I die before I wake. Yeah. Like if I close my eyes, I understood that even as a young kid, if I close my eyes at this moment and I don't get to wake up, I pray that when I do open my eyes, I'm with you. Right. You know, and because I knew that I, my like everything would have meaning and purpose then. I just wanted to be with God. And I've never heard the gospel. Uh-huh. That all my parents taught me was this little prayer. Yeah. So I've never heard the actual gospel about God's forgiveness, grace, dying on the cross, all of that stuff. Um, I was just taught this prayer. And all of that just seemed so real for me. And I just always felt his presence. His My hairs would stand up because the feeling was just so strong mm. and evident. And I would just knock out and I would be so peaceful. Yeah. I rarely ever had bad dreams. They would come every once in a while, but rarely ever had them. And I, and I just I just felt that assurance even then. And then growing up as a teenager, the other times when I would feel that is when I would begin to have like friends that were saved and they would invite me out to their church. And the time where the altar call would come and I always always feel like during the altar call, like I always felt the need to be to fall back. Mm. Like to just fall out. Like I would just feel so light on my feet and I would always try to, and I would always lose my balance and I'd catch myself. But I'm like, man, why does this always happen when the preacher's doing this altar call thing? And I've never responded to it. I eventually did when I was 16. But before then, 14 and 15 years old, whenever yeah. there's an altar call and this time when we stand up for the altar call, I always felt like I was going to fall back down in my mm. seat. Definite feeling of God's presence in my early years. What about you? I think for me would be, um, I think when I was 20, 21, I mm. think I was already like two years in the faith mm-hmm. and, um, I was, I was living in this, I feel like mine's so sad. Um, but God is faithful. Um, I yeah. was living in this abandoned building and, mm-hmm. um, a lot just happened. You know, that could be another, that was another time for another story, but a lot had happened. And, um, and this abandoned building that I was living, there was like, no, um, I I didn't have a ceiling in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. So there would be like, and I, there was no heat. We didn't have walls. Mm -hmm. It just looked like construction. You know, when you're getting, when a building's being built and it has like the walls, like it doesn't have the actual wall, but like the, yeah, it's just the studs and yeah. the, you see the boards and everything. Yes. So, um, and I had no heat, and I remember crying out like, "God, I don't want to." Like I literally was like asking God, like, mm-hmm. "I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to live like this, Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, just take me home." You know, like mm-hmm. I felt like I did not. I just wanted to be with Him. And um, I remember I was so frustrated, 
you know, I felt like I, I went through a Joseph season mm-hmm. and, um, I remember I was so frustrated and crying and, um, I remember in my head, I was like, why is this happening to me? Like, I'm so cold. I can't even fall asleep. <laughs> and I was on my bed and I felt, you know, when someone sits on your bed and the bed kind of just, yeah, it goes down. Yeah. Um, I felt that. And, and I was like, at first I wanted to feel scared, mm. but I felt this hovering peace and I felt it on my feet. Yeah. And I just felt like this warmthness, like there was some something hovering my face and something hovering my feet, like the bottom of my feet. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was the presence of the Lord just comforting me. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm, I'm so sorry. Lord. Like, I remember waking up just so restful, like so at peace so warm i was so warm like i was like oh that was the best sleep i've ever had but i felt at that moment that i knew like god's like i see you i got you yeah. you know that was like the first time i've ever experienced something like that very tangible um oh it was so great and i felt like that kind of cultivated like i i want to go in deeper i like i want to yeah. I want to search for you, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was like that, like, I got you. Like a bait, like, just yeah. take this take this amazing fish, Maria. Come on, <laughs> come with me. Um, but, yeah, that was one moment. And, I mean, like you said, like, there's so many moments, right? But that was yeah. very memorable for me. Yeah. Very. Um, so, in closing, mm-hmm. you know... I think I I I didn't pick out that last question on purpose. I know, <laughs> like that just happened. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, last, the, the, the 11th so question, God. and I think he just kind of set it up uh-huh. for the closing of this uh, point right here. A lot of times we struggle having conversations, you know, with spouses, with friends, siblings, trying to keep the conversation interesting. It doesn't always happen, but sometimes it's a struggle, and I can't help to feel like you know there are. A lot of us who struggle with conversating with God, mm. you know, and it's like, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to talk about. I don't know how to approach him. Mm-hmm. And, and we just become speechless. Like, we don't, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to start this conversation. I know I've been there plenty of times, even saved, like coming to know the Lord. And there's been plenty of times as God come to prayer. And it's like, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know where to start. And it's like you struggle in this conversation, having this conversation with God. God desires conversation. Like, that's what prayer is. Like, it's conversation. It's you talking, he's listening, and then he talks and you listen. Just like you would have any conversation with any regular person. And, um... I don't think it's wrong to say that. I don't think it's wrong to say, like, God, I don't know where to start. I don't think there's nothing wrong. Like, because here's the thing. It's all about being honest. It's all about being real. It's about about being yourself. You know, being my, me and my wife, in, in, in the month of February, the Lord gave us this phrase. And we've just been running with it. Like, you know, um, don't just try to be spiritual, but be in the spirit. And it's like, 
we can get to this point of conversating with God and feel like, okay, I have my formula. I have the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it like the way I've always done it. I have my things that I go through, my list of things and the, and the order that I put it in. And it's like, that's good. I'm not going to knock that. But at the same time, in those moments, sometimes it can feel programmed. Yeah. Or robotic. Or robotic. Mm-hmm. And it's like you yearn and long for something deeper. And you know God is wants to call you deeper from that. Right. You know, and it's like, hey, just throw away the formula and just tell me what's on your heart. Mm. Tell me what's on your mind. Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard to talk to me right now? Like what's heavy? What's heavy on you? What happened yesterday? What what dream did you just have that's bothering you? You know, um, and just be honest with God. Like God, if I'm gonna be honest, I'm upset. And for those really hard times, it's like God, if I'm gonna be honest, I'm upset with you. Mm. I feel hurt. I feel disappointed. And it's okay to say, tell these things to God because God's big. Like he can take it. But at the same time, if you're reading, if you read the book of Psalms, Psalms is nothing but David's journal to God. God, David is writing out his journal and there's full of victories. I mean, there's full of disappointments and it's full of questions and it's full of like, why did this happen? Am I that low? Am I this? Am I... But at the same time, in those same in that same journal entry, towards the end of almost every journal entry, it's almost kind of like, but the truth is the truth, and you are good, and you are faithful, and you are God, and I will follow you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's okay to start a conversation, even if it's a hard one, with God. Right. But just be honest. Be open. I believe God desires that. So if you're listening to this and you're going through this season where it's hard to have conversations with God, know that he sees you. He knows already. And he's just desiring to hear it from you and for you to express your heart, your hurts, your disappointments, whatever. Express it to him no matter what. And just allow him in. Yeah. Allow him in to be able to minister to you about what you're feeling Mm -hmm. but it starts with you being honest you know it's god is a gentleman he's not going to force his way in you got to let him into those deep places Mm -hmm. you got to let him into those dark places you got to let him into that hidden room in your Mm -hmm. heart that you try to hold off from people because you don't want to get hurt you know um and so that's our challenge for today that is our obstacle to overcome when it's hard to have conversations, whether it's with a spouse, with someone you're dating, a friend or a sibling or a parent, like, or even with God, just be honest, be yourself, be real, and you'll find freedom in it at the end of it all. Um, and we just pray that over you today. We just pray that over you, that you're going to find joy, even in the toughest of conversations. Right. You're going to find joy. It's going to be joyful. You're going to find freedom. You're going to find weight lifted off. And we just pray that over you today. Um, So I encourage you, even after this podcast is done and finished, have a conversation with God. Mm -hmm. 
and just talk to him. He loves to hear you talk. He loves um, to hear you just speak what's on your mind or what's on your heart. And then when you're all done spelling all that out, listen. Just listen to whatever he has to say. Yeah. You know, if you call your, if you consider yourself a believer and you know the Holy Spirit resides in you, you know, he's going to speak to you. That's right. As a, as, as a child that he's adopted, right. that he claims, he's going to speak to you. You have that Holy Spirit. Now, if you are listening to this and you don't know the Lord, mm. here's an open invitation. When this episode is over, you know, when you got some time, pull over or wherever you're at. And if you got some time to close your eyes and just focus on him and be like, Lord, I invite you into my life. I want to I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to be my king and my God. And I want to be yours. And please fill me with your Holy Spirit. I repent of my ways and uh Come live in me that I may live for you. And oh, it's going to be beautiful. And as you begin to speak, you will hear and feel that comfort from the Lord. And you will have your first definite feeling of his presence when you knew he was real, when he meets you in that special moment. We absolutely love every single one of y'all. Yes, we do. (laughs) We pray that this. episode was enjoyable for you Mm -hmm. um and it was able to be challenging and encouraging and again to stir you up to draw closer to god in some kind of way and also to draw closer to each other that's right because the bible when jesus was talking about what's the most important commandment he's like love your god with all your heart soul and mind and love love your your neighbor neighbor as yourself he's like all the other commandments hinge on those and so yeah have conversations with each other here's some we went over some great interesting questions to ask each other to have those joyful conversations Mm -hmm. and these joyful topics may spill over into maybe some harder topics but at least the conversation is happening that's right we love you guys we bless you yes we we are praying for you um Make sure to follow us on social media <laughs> for whatever reason, you know, we, we're, we're trying to post on there as, as much as we can. And we love to hear from you guys, message us, comment, whatever the case may be. We love whenever we're going out somewhere and we end up running into somebody and they're like, I listen to your podcast. Yay! Yes, we With love us. shout outs. We yeah, love. it's like, hey, that's awesome. So uh, that's very encouraging to us. We absolutely love every single one of y'all. Stay blessed. Stay mm-hmm. awesome. And I'm looking forward to this month of overcoming obstacles. with you Yes. Yep. Till next time. This is Team Gomez. Signing off. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>